You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry. The con is over, see? We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? Would you like to have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? You will always be much more to me. Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right. Thanks for tuning in today. You're on Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. I'm your host, and I have a really special guest today. He is a part of uh, Jews for Jesus. His name is Dan Soret. He's all the way from Israel. Uh, Before I bring him on, though, I wanted to play a quick audio quote. This is from somebody who is opposed to Jews for Jesus. His name is Rabbi Tovia Singer. Listen to what he has to say about those who try to lead Jewish people to to Jesus as Messiah. Could you imagine if someone said, uh, I'm a vegetarian and I'm for hamburgers. Um, I'm a Buddhist, but I'm um, I'm for Islam. My job as a rabbi is to teach. I've got a mandate to keep my people faithful to the one God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Jews for Jesus. Well, their mandate is to rob our people of their faith. Um, we, we would love for them to stop, but we can't stop them. But what we can do is bring knowledge and information to the children of Israel. Okay, that was Rabbi uh, Tovia, and he is very much opposed to my guest today, Dan Sered. And uh, Dan, you actually ran into Rabbi Tovia yourself. Your parents didn't want you to um, to accept Jesus as the Messiah. Is that correct? Uh, yes, yeah, sort of. First of all, Kevin, thanks a lot for having me. Absolutely. Good to be here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when I am, um, when after I came to believe, my parents decided that it was um, up to them to try to convince me that Jesus is not the Messiah. And my dad said to me, he said, listen, if you had any type of, uh, let's say, a heart disease or whatever, we would send you to the best doctors. So we don't like the fact that that you're believing in Jesus. So we're going to do everything we can to try to to show you that Jesus is not the Messiah. And they decided to send me to see. Um, They kind of tricked me. I, I didn't know that I was going to see him. Um, you so know, what did they say to get you over there? Well, I was there was a pretty you know, Jewish, was, pretty Jewish girl or something that you were. <laughs> no? <laughs> no, I was I was nineteen. I was going to Stony Brook University in New uh-huh. York, which is where I came to faith, because um, my dad's job moved us to New York when I was 14. from Israel. From you were born Israel. in Israel. I was born and raised in Israel, and then when I was fourteen, my dad's job moved us there, and I came to faith in university at Stony Brook University while studying math. And, um, you know, after, after I came to faith, I, I told my parents and they, their first reaction was kind of like, ah, you'll grow out of it. They thought it was a phase in my life. But when they saw that it was a real thing, that's when they decided to do everything they can. So they, um, yeah, my dad said, hey, um, I've got somebody I want you to meet. Come in my car. And I just came in. And before I knew it, we were all the way in New Jersey. 
am seeing what my dad said, and you know, he's kind of known as the top anti-missionary a Jewish rabbi, Rabbi Tovia Singer. I was uh, very brand new in my faith, about four months in the Lord. And, um, and as you could see, he did such a great job that now I direct Jews for Jesus in Israel. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Rabbi Tovia Singer uh, sees me as his poster boy. Yeah. I'm not, because obviously it didn't work. Yeah. But, the, you know, at the end of it, we can, we can spend all the time uh, we want debating and going back and forth, which is, which is great and valid. Sure. But at the end of it, um, it's all about what, what the Lord has done in our lives and, and mm. seeing um, God at work. And I knew that what I had, um, you know, and what, what, what Jesus did for me and having that relationship with him was a lot more than all the arguments and all the things that uh, Tovia Singer threw at me. Well, that's a powerful um, statement right there. Yeah. So, so in essence, what Christ had done in your life personally overwhelmed any arguments that he could put up against you that Christ Absolutely. was not the Messiah. Absolutely. So, so uh, Dan, take us all the way back to the beginning, uh, your kind of your upbringing in Israel and, and what that was like, and then uh, take us through the story of, of how you decided to accept Christ as Messiah. Yeah, I would love to. So I was born and raised in a typical Israeli home. Uh-huh. And many may not realize this, but by typical, I mean secular. You know, Jewish people are mostly secular. My parents are no different. My parents are actually atheists. Wow. Um, yeah, and I. I so now up, mo- most of our listeners are going to hear that and go, "Wait a second! How can you be Jewish and atheist at the same time?" I know it's. Uh, <laughs> can you? How, how so is many, that? How is so that possible? So many people wonder that, and it is possible because being Jewish is um, it's a uh, it's a nationality. It's something you're born as a Jew. You know, and. Who is a Jew? Somebody who's a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, I've you know, heard now the rabbis say that if your mother is Jewish, you're Jewish. So it's a bloodline. It's a lineage. It's not a, okay. You're a Jew, therefore you believe in A, B, C, D. No, it's it's not a set of belief. Now I've heard that um, Dan. I've heard uh, another Michael Medved, who is Jewish and also a radio host, has said that really there is no quote Jewish people anymore. There's no Jewish bloodline. Uh, he says that it's. It's been so intermingled. It's been so intermixed that you really can't say, "quote your you can you can't trace your uh, heritage back." Is that true, or is that? Well, I would disagree okay. with Michael, and it's not because that's what I say. It's yeah. because that's what the Bible says. Okay, and um, maybe scientifically you can't prove it and go all the way back, but I think that um, most people in the world would agree. That um, that that there is still a Jewish bloodline. I mean, that's 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 the Abrahamic covenant. Yeah, right? yeah. If if we don't know, if if we're saying no, there aren't, we can't know. So basically, we're saying that what God um, spoke to and promised to Abraham um, is false, because He said to him, "Hey, your seed is going to be great. You know, uh, you're always going to have descendants." Yeah, um, on the face of the earth. So so yeah. So I yeah, I disagree. So so. So back to you were growing up in Israel. Your parents are atheistic; they're secular. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're raised. So were you in your mind as a young person growing up? Are you believing in God, or are you not? Yeah. Believing so in God even or? though my parents are atheists, and yeah. even though in my home, and my mom and dad says say to us, you know, a man created God. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really buy into it. Hmm. And every year we celebrate the Jewish holidays. We celebrate Passover. We celebrate Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacle. And as I celebrate those holidays, I, I realize that God is real. And um, going to the school system in Israel, you know, from first grade, we studied the Old Testament. 
we study the Torah, and I'm reading stories there, and my faith in God increases. So, so Dan, uh, let me interject here again. I, I'm, th- that's just really difficult for me to understand how your Jewish parents could be celebrating all these Jewish holidays, yeah. Passover, they're doing these yeah. things. Are they in their mind thinking these aren't real historical events, or are they thinking they're real, but yeah. God wasn't involved? What's, what's going on there? What's going on there is exactly the same thing as what happens here in the United States and actually in every country in the world. This is not strange for you mm-hmm. at all mm. because my parents are not named Mr. and Mrs. Scrooge. Okay. <laughs> and unless your name is Scrooge, you love holidays. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I travel to the United States all the time. And when I when when I arrive in America around Christmas time, man, everybody celebrates Christmas. That's true. That's and true. wow, I go and you know, and the same thing with Jewish holidays in Israel because people love holidays. And guess what? You come to Israel in Passover and we've got Passover sales and we've got Passover music in, in, in our malls, and everybody celebrates them because it's a holiday. Yeah. Holidays are there. I mean, that's a really good Families point. Families coming that's together. That's a good point you bring up. I, I One time I went to a, a Christmas party at an atheist house, mm-hmm. and uh, the only the, his only uh, request was that uh, at the Christmas party, we don't talk about Jesus or any religion. Exactly. And it's <laughs> okay. like, how could that be? <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, people are the same wherever you go, and seculars still love holidays. So, yeah, we would celebrate Passover. And we, we, we would tell the, the Exodus story. And why would my parents, why do my parents still do it? Because they're Jews, because that's what we do. We love family. We want everybody to get together. We get gifts. We give gifts, you know. And eat food, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We eat a lot of food, you yeah. know, which is good. So, yeah, so I believed in God, but I didn't know what to do with it. And, you know, and I didn't really, you know, being an Orthodox Jew didn't make sense to me. So I didn't, you know, go that route. And then when I was 14 and a half, my dad, my dad had a long um, career in the Israel Defense Force. And when I was 14 and a half, he started uh, working for the Ministry of Defense in Israel. And then we were sent as diplomats to serve in the, he went to serve in the Israeli consulate in Manhattan, in New York City. So my mom and I moved with him. So I graduated from high school and university in New York. Now, everybody, all the young people in Israel have to serve in the, in the Israeli military. Is that correct? That's correct. When you turn 18. Okay. But I wasn't in Israel when I turned 18. I was in the U.S. Okay. Um, so going to Stony Brook University out of Long Island, I got a Bachelor of Science in Math. I was studying math, and just as a high school student, as a, sorry, as a college university student, I decided to get a job at tutoring different students in math. And one day I was helping this girl named Dina with her math homework. And uh, after I helped her, she recognized my accent in English and she asked me if I was Russian. (laughs) And I said to Dina, no, I'm not Russian, I'm Israeli. And she said, wow, I'm also Jewish. So we had something in common. Now, is there a similarity between the Russian accent and the Israeli accent? I guess so. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But anyway, so we have something in common. So we start talking. And then at some point in the conversation, Dina tells me that she believes in Yeshua. Now, being fluent in Hebrew, I know what the word Yeshua means. It means salvation. But I've never heard of, um, of such a name. In Israel today, nobody is named Yeshua. So I asked Dina, who is this uh, Yeshua that she believes in? And she tells me that it's Jesus. Oh, wow. I was shocked for two reasons. First of all, I was shocked because I didn't know that Jesus' really Hebrew name was Yeshua, was salvation. Second of all, I was surprised, shocked, because I never met a Jewish person who believed in Jesus before. Mm. So I was really curious. I wanted to, to know more. And a few days later, Dina and I met for lunch. 
And it was during that lunch that Dina opened the Old Testament scriptures to me and shared with me prophecies about the Messiah. Uh-huh. And then she showed me in the New Testament how Jesus, how Yeshua fulfilled each and every one of those prophecies. And uh, my next question to Dina was, I was, I looked at the evidence and I was so convinced and I said to her, okay, Dina, what are my parents going to think yeah. about this? You know? Now, a quick, quick question here, Dan. So when you're growing up, are you completely oblivious to the New Testament? I mean, does that ever come across your radar when you're in Israel as a young uh, Jewish boy growing up? Does that ever come in front of you? Not really. It's, um, it's not really a book that we deal with in Israel. It's a book that many times um, we think of in our, in our own ignorance and prejudice. We think that it's anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's not a book I ever saw, not a book I've ever held um, and never really dealt with it. The things that we learn about Jesus in Israel are, are false. Yeah. You know? So she opening it to me and me seeing that, wow, actually... It's Jewish. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's it just telling me the life story of, of, of this Israeli who lived and walked in Israel, who is Jewish, uh, Jesus, you know? Yeah. So it made perfect sense. And um, after seeing that, I prayed with Dina to receive the Lord. And two years later, Dina and I got married. So praise God for that as well. And that's how I came to faith. Wow. I'm really um, curious to know how your parents responded to this here, your your the girl you're tutoring uh, yeah. starts telling you about Jesus. Now, uh, this will be a great tease into our next segment because if you stay with us, you get to hear uh, how his parents responded to him accepting Christ, and uh, and so stay with us. We're going to be right back. This is Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. I'm your host. My website's educateforlife.org. My guest is Dan Sared with Jews for Jesus. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Desiree Burgess and her team at HeartsAndPearls.com are proud sponsors of Educate for Life. From her roots at San Diego Christian College, Desiree's goal is for women to feel beautiful. Discover HeartsAndPearls.com. You'll find a custom handmade fashion forward accessory line for the modern woman, child, and baby. Hear Desiree's story now at heartsandpearls.com, where the opposite of fear is faith. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Hi, I'm Chris Brown, host of the brand new radio show, Chris Brown's True Stewardship, brought to you by Ramsey Solutions. What could you do if you were debt-free? God has a lot to say about money. Tune in. Evenings at 8 on KPRZ.
Today, you're on Educate for Life Radio with Kevin Conover. My guest today is Dan Sered, and uh, he is with Jews for Jesus. That's JewsforJesus.org, and he lives in Israel with his family. He was saved uh, when he was young. Uh, it was a little bit of a missionary dating, his, his, uh, <laughs> which we're recommending here on the air today. Uh, if you would like to date a non-Christian and lead them to Christ, <laughs> you can talk to Dan. No, just kidding. Just kidding. So... Uh, Dan is actually going to be speaking this evening out at the Creation Museum in Santee. Um, please uh, head on out there. He's also going to be speaking um, at a church tomorrow morning. Um, and uh, you can check that out on the uh, Creation website. Uh, creationsd.org is the, uh, 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 it's the Creation Museum out in Santee. You can check out there. I'd also give, like to give a shout out to Joe Gaona and uh, also Stacy Gaona because they've been um, helping me out with some of these awesome interviews with Dan. And I just interviewed uh, Patty Height with uh, Out of Egypt Ministries. Um, she was in the lesbian uh, lifestyle for 36 years and she uh, met Christ through a miracle. And uh, she'll be, that, that interview will air next week um, here, Saturday, 2 to 3 p.m. So. Anyway, um, Dan, let's pick up where we left off. You uh, hear your your girlfriend, or was she your girlfriend before? No, or, so no? we were just, she shared the gospel with me. I came to faith. I, uh -huh. I said to her first, hey, what are my parents going to think about this? Yeah. Now, what, was, was, it, yeah. none of the reason that you accepted this was because you were you were like, well, she's a Christian, and I think I'll become a Christian because she... No, we, yeah. we didn't even, we, we weren't, oh, we didn't okay. have a relationship okay. yet. Okay. So, um you know, so it wasn't exactly Christian dating or evangelistic dating <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so came to faith and said to her, hey, what are my parents going to think about this? And, and Dina was like, well, you know, I got to tell you the truth. They're probably not going to like this. And I was like, really? Why? I mean, it makes perfect sense. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. So I said to her, no, I'll, I'll share with them. And um, she said, okay. But what I didn't know is that um, after that meeting, after that lunch, she went and she had her uh, church uh, starts praying. She started praying for it. And I got to stop and interject here. Yeah. And uh, I hear you love apologetics. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, obviously you're here on air. You love evangelism. Let me just say that, um, you know, prayer is the secret weapon of evangelism. And we just don't pray enough. Mm. We don't pray enough as part of our evangelistic strategy. And I just want to encourage all of you young evangelists out there, uh, young or old, um, pray Prayer is the secret weapon of evangelism. Yeah. And um, she had her church start praying for that meeting with my parents. And uh, it was it was a miracle. You know, my parents' first reaction to my faith was, ah, oh, you'll just grow out of it. You're just rebelling. You'll see this is just a phase. I think they thought it was something like puberty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they didn't really know what to do with it, I guess. They were kind of in denial. And that was good for me because it gave me time to um, study, to learn, to be disciple a little bit. I also got baptized. Mm. And uh, three months into my faith is when they really uh, realized that it wasn't a passing thing. And that's when they said, you know what, we're going to, we don't like this. And we're going to try to do everything we can to bring you back. So that's when they sent me to see Rabbi Tovia Singer. Mm -hmm. That didn't work. 
They sent me to see a psychologist and a psychiatrist because they were convinced that I was brainwashed. That and, you were joining some sort of a cult or something? Yeah, a cult. Just they were, they were saying, "Wow, no, you. This is what. What are you going to become? One of those religious fanatics? And you know, where are you going to go and study? Um, you know, if you want, they, they actually said to me, they said, you know what? If you want to be a Christian, well, don't go Jews for Jesus. All these evangelical. Those. If you if you want to study Christianity, why don't you go to Rome? Why don't you you know study with the Pope or something? Oh you wow! Know? So they were, they wanted you to be Catholic. <laughs> well, that's that's a type of ignorance that that so many Jewish people and, and Israelis have. You know, I mean, they don't really know what to do with it. So um. So why did they prefer Catholicism over, you know, Jesus for Jesus? Because they felt that that would have been more professional. Oh, and for them, it was, you know, mm-hmm. important that you study and you become um, kind of high up or more professional versus, you know, us. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I can't, it's, it's hard really to explain. I think a lot of it was, you know, obviously a lot of emotions, but... Now, you were know, they still secular at this point? Oh, They're, yeah. They still so, are till this so day. So just for our listeners, um, what are the different types of Judaism as far as how, how Jews approach uh, their religion? Well, I think that— um, They're secular. Well, yeah. So for, for secular Jews, yeah. um, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't say that they practice Judaism because for them to practice Judaism mean we're going to be orthodox, mm-hmm. you know? So for them being Jewish, besides the fact that they're born Jews, um, you know, it means it's a cultural thing, you know? So we're going to celebrate— the holidays, we're going to do some sort of thing. But that's you know? pretty but much we're it. Seculars. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Why do we do it? Because we're Jews, you yeah. know? Um, especially in Israel. In Israel, um, you don't have any choice. I mean, those are the holidays. Nobody, you know, Christmas is not a national holiday yeah, in Israel. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, that, that's what you do. We celebrate. So so that's the, the seculars. Now, in Israel, um, pretty much all the religious Jews are Orthodox Jews. But in this country, besides Orthodox Jews, the other two religious uh, Jewish groups, the big ones, are the conservative Jews and the Reformed Jews. Okay, so what are what are the Hollywood Jews? What's their uh, <laughs> secular? Secular, okay, for sure, yeah. Okay, so uh, so your parents are secular Jews at this point. They're just hoping to get you out of this. Yeah, and and it doesn't work. Nothing works. Yeah. So they disown me. And um, now, what does that many, mean? What does that mean to be disowned? That means that they, you know, I had to leave their house. We had no relationship for many years. They didn't come to our wedding. Wow. They completely, um, they didn't hold a funeral for me, but it was as if I, I was dead to them, you know, and wow. we had no relationship. Now, do you have siblings? I do. I have an older brother. Okay. And he was the same way, just completely cut off. You know, you're, look, look what you're doing to the family. You're mm. destroying us. And, you know. And actually, at some point, they said to me, hey, it would have been better if you would have gone and served in the Israeli Defense Force and if you would have died in battle or something. Yikes. Yeah. Wow. That's, now, how was that for you? Was that, that must have been pretty hard. Yeah, very hard. And not having how, any relationship. Was and how difficult. old were you? I came to faith when I was 19. So it was like um, 19 to 21. Oh, man. That, that would be brutal. And when we get back, I'll tell you what turned them back and oh. why we have a relationship today. That's fantastic. Praise God. Okay. Well, my guest is Dan Sered, and he's with JewsForJesus.org. And um, you can get all kinds of information about him online at their website. Um, he really is a missionary reaching people for Christ. So uh, it'd be fantastic if you could support him. Uh, we'll be right back. Before I lift my cares, I will lift my arms. 
Not all home inspections are created equal. Experience matters. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. So call before you buy or sell and protect your investment. Call 619-660-7866 or online at sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections done right. Guaranteed. 619-660-7866. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. Are you a pastor? KPRZ has great resources for you online at kprz.com. Just click on Pastor Resource. Let's do this. Thanks for tuning in today. You're on Educate for Life Radio with Kevin Conover. I'm your host. My website's educateforlife.org. If you want to pick up a recording of this program, you can on my website or my YouTube channel, educateforlifevideo.com. And uh, we're also on Facebook podcast. My guest today is Dan Sered. He's all the way from Israel. He is the director of uh, Jews for Jesus in Israel, and uh, they're doing all kinds of awesome stuff over there. If you want to support what they're doing, if you have a heart, if God, the Holy Spirit lays it on your heart um, to support uh, this ministry reaching Jews, uh, please visit JewsForJesus.org. They also have a Facebook page, and um, you can also email Dan if you'd like to contact him directly. He's available to speak. He's actually speaking here in San Diego. His email is dan.sered, that's S-E-R-E-D, at jewsforjesus.org and uh, he has a wife who led him to christ and uh, also three um, kids so um, love to have your support dan um, when we left we were talking about your parents and how they disowned you and uh, so so now you're back in their lives Uh, what what happened yeah so you know dina and i get married they don't come to our wedding We, we really have no relationship and um, Dina and I joined the Ministry of Jews for Jesus in January 2000. We go through missionary training with Jews for Jesus. And then in August 2000, um, Jews for Jesus sends us back to Israel to, be ser- to serve there as missionaries. So I'm going back home, and my parents are still in the States. And then in December 2000, our oldest is born. And Yael 
is our oldest. She's my parents' first grandkid. And, uh, you know, grandparents, they absolutely love those grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when they saw that, wow, these guys are having kids and, you know, they, it, they can't say, wow, we want to have a relationship, you know? And, um, of course we, we, we love it. You know, we yeah. want, we want them to have a relationship with us and because we love them, but also cause you know, we're the only Christian witness that they have. We want to see them coming to faith. And then mm-hmm. my parents are not, not believers yet. My brother isn't either. I'm the only believer in my family. Um, but, um, you know, yeah, through our interactions and um, especially the kids, the kids are able to share the gospel with grandma and grandpa in ways that we could never do yeah, it. Yeah. So it's pretty yeah. amazing. But, um, you know, unfortunately, um, about 12 years ago, my parents got divorced. So um, my dad is back in Israel. He's remarried. My mom is still in New York. She's mm-hmm. also remarried. And, and, um, and they have, need Jesus. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't we all? Um, and have they... Have they? Have you been able to present the gospel? Have they been more open to hearing about Jesus? And- I've, I've been able to present the gospel many times. Yeah. Um, so they've heard, they have the information, but they're not really open. And um, they're not open that I could see with my own human eyes. Yeah. But, um, you know, I believe that God is on the move and God is working. And, um, you know, you never know. They, they definitely have the information. Yeah. You know? Yeah, my own uh, father-in-law accepted Christ at the age of seventy-seven, oh, the Lord. and he uh, is Jewish. Oh wow! And yeah, and it, you know, and so so um, you're a Jew for Jesus too. Yeah, <laughs> in a way, I guess so. Wow, that's wonderful. <laughs> I'm adopted. I'm adopted in right. <laughs> so you know, um, I was thinking about you know wh- why is it that Jews have such a struggle with accepting Christ as Messiah, and um, I'm curious to know how you're reaching Jews in Israel. Um, many people have felt that there's a real a real closed door against, you know, hearing anything about Jesus uh, in the Jewish culture. But um, I looked up on this website, and, and you probably know how to pronounce this right. I don't know how to pronounce it. A-I-S-H dot com. Is that a Jewish word? Yeah. No, it's just A-ish dot com. A-ish dot com. Okay. Yeah. So that's it not... It comes like from Jewish. Okay. It's okay. Like A-ish. And they put on here, Jews do not accept Jesus as the Messiah because, number one, Jesus did not fulfill the Messianic prophecies. Number two... Jesus did not embody the personal qualifications of the Messiah. Number three, biblical verses referring to Jesus are mistranslations. And number four, Jewish belief is based on national revelation. Um, and so... Well, I got I to gotta react to this uh, website and say that this website is so not in tune with the Jewish community and what's really happening among Jewish people. Okay. And first of all, obviously we disagree with them. Sure. But most Jewish people that you go and ask, the average Jewish person, they're going to look at it and say, we don't care. What what the heck are they talking about? Jewish people don't care about the Bible. They don't care about the Messiah. Jewish people are secular. They're atheists or agnostics. Mm. And this just shows how disconnected Orthodox Jews are from, from, from the vast majority of Jewish people. Yeah. You know, Jewish people, the, you, you ask the question, why don't Jewish people come to faith? And, and, and there are different reasons. Yeah. And if I just look at the humanly reason and, and, and what they say on the streets when you talk to them. Yeah. Um, and it's not just, by the way, in Israel. It's in the U.S. as well. And it's mostly historical reasons. They would say to you things, oh, um, you know, you would go and say, hey, what do you think about Jesus? And right away they say, well, I'm Jewish. Or they would say something like, oh, I can't believe in Jesus. I mean, look, look what happened in the Holocaust. You know, it's always this type of historical type of issues. Wow. 
because of things that were done to Jewish people in the name of Jesus. Mm, you know, right. now that's kind of like the human side of it. Obviously, we know that there is also a spiritual problem there, you know, the veil that we read about in the Bible. Yeah. And that's the and need for prayer. Why, why prayer is so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I don't. Um, so is that normal? Is that pretty typical? What you what you just said, yeah. as far as if you when they you're mean, out when you're when, when I'm out and about, yeah. you know, you have to deal with all those preconceived notions, with all the prejudice. Mm. And if somebody is really open and you're sitting with them, you're able to deal with with you know what happened in the Holocaust pretty easily. And 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 after you kind of correct some of your prejudice, and they realize, no, Jesus is Jewish, is Israeli, New Testament is a Jewish book. I get it. Yeah. Then they go back to a typical atheist view or agnostic view where, would say, where they would say to you, hey, you know, I don't believe in God. There is no God. What are you, you know? And then you go back to the same type of secular apologetics that you would deal with any, any person. You know what I mean? Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, what, what are you doing in, in Israel as far as what does your typical outreach look like? You said you have about, uh, I think you said 30 or 40 uh, 30. people working. Okay, 30 people working there so what does that look like on a month to month basis what are, what are your efforts what are you trying well, how can we pray for you and, and yeah, what you're doing it's, it's on a day to day basis yeah and uh, we have different methodologies of um, how to meet people mm-hmm. but at the end of it our ministry is all about one on one one on one we want to find those israelis who want to know more about jesus and then we meet with them one on one and opening the scriptures together mm. and trying to you know have the word of God take seed in Amen. their lives yeah. and, and share with them the gospel and answer questions, minister you, to their needs. Do you have some stories about some of those relationships that I have do, taken place? Of course. Okay, when we come back, Dan is going to share some stories with us, uh, some inspiring, encouraging stories about people, Jews, coming to know Jesus Christ. And nobody is beyond God's reach. Nobody is beyond God's reach. Um, you're on Educate for Life Radio. I'm Kevin Conover, your host, and we're going to be right back. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 7.30 to 5.30, and Saturdays, 7.30 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Desiree Burgess and her team at heartsandpearls.com are proud sponsors of Educate for Life. From her roots at San Diego Christian College, Desiree's goal is for women to feel beautiful. Discover heartsandpearls.com. You'll find a custom handmade fashion forward accessory line for the modern woman, child, and baby. Hear Desiree's story now at heartsandpearls.com, where the opposite of fear is faith. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. Hi, I'm Chris Brown, host of the brand new radio show, Chris Brown's True Stewardship, brought to you by Ramsey Solutions. What could you do if you were debt-free? God has a lot to say about money. Tune in. 
evenings at 8 on KPRZ. There's got to be more than going back and forth. Thanks for being with us today. You're on Educate for Life Radio with Kevin Conover. My website's educateforlife.org. And uh, if you're interested in having your son or daughter or maybe you yourself taking classes, um, I've built with uh, part some partners, ministry partners, built an online curriculum that takes you through all the different questions people have about the Bible. We have uh, deal with the issues of creation and evolution. Uh, was there a worldwide flood? Uh, what about missing links? What about genetics? Uh, does that support creation or evolution? Uh, we look at all these things uh, that you can uh, help to get a better grip about how we know that the Bible is true, how we know that God is real and that he loves us. And we look at who wrote the Bible, how those books got in the Bible, um, has the Bible been changed over time? We, we cover all these kinds of issues. So if that's of interest to you, check it out on educateforlife.org or unshakablefaith.com. My guest today is Dan Sered, and he is all the way from Israel. He's speaking out here at the, the uh, Creation Museum out in Santee, if you want to hear him speak, and talking about how to minister and reach uh, the Jewish people. And uh, he himself is Jewish and uh, was saved when he was young. And... Uh, uh, led to got led to Christ uh, because he he looked at the the scriptures and said, "Wow, it uh, seems to me that Jesus is clearly the Messiah." So um, he is now running Jews for Jesus in Israel. And um, Dan, Dan, when we left, you said um, that you had some stories that you could share with us about about Jews uh, and you're ministering to them one on one and uh, them coming to know Christ. Uh, can you share some of those with us? Yeah, I would love to. And um, I want to start with, uh, I want to share two stories, if you don't mind. Yeah. And the first one I want to share because um, it leads to a real uh, urgent prayer request. And I want to share with you the story of Amit. Amit is somebody, he's a soldier in the Israel Defense Force. And um, he just um, was online and he saw one of our Facebook ads. One of the things that we do in Jews for Jesus Israel is we, we like to uh, broadcast the, the gospel on Facebook, you mm, know, yeah. Facebook, Google, and, and any internet uh, outlet, you know. And uh, he saw our ad and he clicked on it and um, went on and did some investigating on his own and then finally contacted us. And because he lives close to where I live, um, I met him. And uh, we had, uh, you know, a good good first meeting, and he agreed that uh, to start reading the book of John with me. So, 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 what did you do when you first meet him? Like, what what is that initial step there? What do you just what, to get to know him? Just to get to know yeah, him. I mean, okay. Why do you contact us? What's going on? You yeah. Know? And he was really open, and you know, and I, you know, and I said to him, you know, have you ever read the New Testament? And we just started talking, and and started reading to him just John a little bit. And I said, hey, would you be open to studying the book of John together? And he was, you know. Um, so we started doing it on a weekly basis. And um, Amit comes from an Orthodox home. He's not Orthodox himself, but his parents are Orthodox Jewish. Um, so we're meeting weekly. And by Orthodox, just for John. our listeners who don't know. Those are the ones that, you know, wear the yarmulkes, dress in black. Okay. You know, the Orthodox Jews. Yeah. When you think of a Jewish person, you probably in your mind are seeing Orthodox. one of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and uh, I've managed some property for some people who who were Orthodox Jew, and they were not allowed to turn on the lights on the Sabbath. Is that right? That's typical. You know why? It's It's work. Why is it work? Do you know? 
because on the Saturday on Shabbat, uh-huh. you're not allowed to light fire. The Torah talks about it. You can't light a fire, and when you flip a light switch, there is a spark. Therefore, you're lighting a fire. And man, if you go into Orthodox Judaism, it goes so, they have so many things like that, what, that what, are give just me, silly. Give, give me another crazy. one that's crazy. Give me another one that's you crazy. You ready for this one? Yeah. In Israel, there's such a thing as an Sabbath elevators. Have you ever heard of a Sabbath elevator? You may think that a Sabbath <laughs> elevator is something that you walk into on, on the Sabbath. It the has the Torah open. inside you of it. You walk in, there's the Torah there. It's a great spiritual experience <laughs> for you. But no, the Sabbath elevator is an elevator that's programmed ahead of time that starts working when the Sabbath enters, and it works nonstop, stopping at every floor. So if you're in the hotel, you're on the 13th floor, Okay, and you're Orthodox. What are you going to do? So you just stand there and you wait for the elevator to come. And, 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 and the hotel may have 20 floors, right? And it may be on its way up, but you don't know. So you walk in, you have to go all the way to the 20th floor and then all the way down. And it stops at every single floor. Why? So that you won't press the button. That you're there. <laughs> Spark. Oh my! It's crazy, gosh. right? That's it's torture, man. That's the torture, man. Yeah. And anyway, I, I, I we heard... can we can we can do a whole program <laughs> on of that. just rules hey, like that. I, you know what? I'm going to you know take. I mean? I'm going to take you up on that. Okay, we go can ahead. do go that ahead. another time. Okay. Yeah. So, Amit comes from from that background, but he's not Orthodox. Okay. So so he told his parents, and he's secular. So we're meeting, and um, you know he comes to faith. He comes to faith, and the guy is on fire for the Lord. You know, and we're meeting weekly. He starts coming to our congregation in Israel. He goes to a Bible study that Jews for Jesus does for soldiers. And he goes to events. He's really engaged in it. Yeah. But there's one thing, and that is he's not them. He didn't tell his parents. And, um, you know, and we're talking about it, but he's like, no, I can't. I'm too scared. I'm not, you know, and he's not telling his parents. And then one day I get a phone call from Amit. And he's crying over the phone, and I know that something happened. So I said to him, Amit, what, what's going on? What happened? And he says to me, he says, Dan, man, my mom went into my room, and she cleaned it up, and she saw a New Testament. So she came to me and said, hey, do you believe in the New Testament? Do you believe in Jesus? And then he says to me, he goes, Dan, you're not going to believe this, but I deny Jesus. So I said to him, hey, Amit, don't worry about it. You know, Peter denied Jesus three times. You only did it once. <laughs> so, you know, so anyway, so we're talking about it. We're whatever. And he realizes that, hey, he has to fess up. You know, he yeah. has to confess. And he yeah. goes and he confesses and he, and he tells his parents. And um, unfortunately, they put so much pressure on him and um, he backed out. Whoa. He completely stopped all the relationships that he had over those months that he believed, and um, that's why I'm sharing with you this story to share two things. Mm-hmm. First of all, please pray for Amit, you know. Um, there is hope, and I don't know where he is or what's going on, but, you know, um, I'm telling you, the guy believes. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, I don't know, I don't know where he is or what's going on. So pray for Amit, pray that, 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 that he responds to us, because we've been after him, you know. Yeah. And second of all, I want to say that, you know, ministry in Israel is difficult. It's not easy. You know, sometimes we feel like, hey, we take one step forward and two backwards, you know. So when you think about Israel, would you remember to pray for the church in Israel? Remember to pray for the salvation of the Jewish people mm. in Israel, you know? Yeah. Uh, we need your prayers. Absolutely. If you're listening, uh, please, jewsforjesus.org. You can search Dan Sered, S-E-R-E-D. 
would love to have your support. Um, they need prayer. They need the financial support. They've got a big staff. And uh, we want to see people come to Christ. We want to see um, these Jews who don't, haven't met Jesus, the Messiah, um, save them from uh, their sins uh, like we all need. And so uh, Dan Sered, my website is educateforlife.org. We're going to be right back. We have one more segment. Dan's going to share some more stories with us. And um, hopefully on a future show, we can talk about all those different rules there. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. Sign up for the Z Club and our KPRZ newsletter to find out what's happening at KPRZ and our community online at KPRZ.com. Educate for Life Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and uh, my guest today is Dan Sered. He's with Jews for Jesus, and, um, you know, he's speaking tonight at uh, out at the Creation Museum, and you do need an RSVP for that. Uh, sorry, I, I did not um, say that in the last uh, segment, but uh, you do need an RSVP. Uh, you can probably get that on the Creation website, creationsd.org, and uh, he's also speaking, though, tomorrow at Mission Valley Community Chapel uh, in Mission Valley. And that, I believe, is around 11 o'clock. That's at 6964 Mission Gorge Road. But, uh, Dan, we left off, and you've been ministering in Israel for how many years now? Yeah, I've been back in Israel since August 2000, so almost 16 years. Okay. And 
what is the what is the most difficult thing about doing ministry in yeah. Israel? So most people don't realize this, but Israel um, is unreached with the gospel. Israel is the most Jewish country in the world. There are 6.4 million Jewish people in Israel, 6.4 million Jews. Here in the United States, there are 6 million Jews, okay? Wow. 6.4 million Jews in Israel, 6 million Jews in the United States. Now, here in the United States, it's hard to estimate how many Jewish people believe in Jesus, but I think the estimation would be anywhere between 50,000 and 100,000 Jews, mm. okay? so Very small percentage. Right, 50,000 yeah. to 100,000, but it's more than 1%. Yeah. Okay, in Israel, out of the 6.4 million Jews, only about 5,000 Jewish people believe in Jesus. That is less than 0.1%. Now, the average Jew in Israel doesn't even know Jesus' real Hebrew name. They don't know that his name is Yeshua. They actually call him by a different name that is Yeshu, not Yeshua, which means salvation. They yeah. call him Yeshu. Now, Yeshu is a name that the rabbis gave Jesus in the Middle Ages. And it's a name that they gave him because they didn't like Jesus, okay? And they wanted to curse him. Mm. So they took the last letter in his Hebrew name, they deleted it, they gave him the name Yeshu, and then they, they, they gave each letter in the name Yeshu a meaning. They put a curse on him. It's an acronym. And that acronym stands for, may his name and memory be blotted out. Wow. Yeshu. Now, most Israelis, most Hebrew speakers don't realize that that's what Yeshu means, but that's, that's how they know him. So when I heard the name Yeshua, salvation, I was shocked. I didn't know that that was Jesus' real Hebrew name. Now, as believers, as followers of Jesus, Kevin, do you believe that there is power in the name of Jesus? Yeah, absolutely. There is. Yeah. So Jewish people, Hebrew speakers, Israelis, don't have that. They don't even know his real Hebrew name. Mm. The New Testament is a book that's considered anti-Semitic in Israel. You go to any bookstore in Israel, you can buy the Quran, you can buy the teachings of Buddha, of Hinduism, whatever. You ask for a New Testament and they won't have it. Wow, that says something right there. Right. You <laughs> go to a hotels in Israel, you open that drawer, there is no New Testament the there. Gideons, There's no Bible the Gideons, there. You know? What? Come they on. You know what I'm saying? They've banned the Gideons. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's a completely unreached country it's it's it, it's interesting too because it's not like in some countries where you can go to prison if you talk about jesus Home run, kevin you yeah, got it yeah. israel is a democracy yeah we have all the freedoms we have all the rights but it's even worse than that you know why because israel is the most traveled to country in the world by evangelicals about 800,000 evangelicals 800,000 evangelicals every year visit israel Okay, but they come to Israel to walk the sites, to see where Jesus walked, to tour the land. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not criticizing it. It's great, of course, sure, come, tour, no problems. Yeah. But what about the people? When Jesus cried over Jerusalem in the book of Matthew, right, Matthew 23, he's crying over Jerusalem. What do you think he's crying over? You think he's crying over the holy sites? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's crying over the people. And the problem is, is that the church in Israel is ignored. The local church is ignored. The people are ignored. 
by us, by, by evangelical Christians. We're not going to Israel to do missions. We're not going to Israel to partner with the local body there that's gotta, struggling. You got to change small. that. Amen, brother. We do. Yeah. Are you going to help me with that? Oh, yeah. My my pastor Let's is a it. huge supporter of Israel, and he goes to Israel all the time. And he, we actually have a church over there now. Um, he, they started a church in Israel. Wonderful. Which church? Uh, I, that's what church that's embarrassing. Do Don't ask me. Uh, Skyline. Skyline Church. Okay. Uh, Pastor Jim Garlow. Okay, and, wonderful. Yeah, and they have a pastor. Next have, time in his, he's in Israel, let me meet him. would love to connect with him. Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll connect you for sure. Please. And, um, yeah, and so also I was going to ask you. So the point is, is that most... You know, Israel is unreached with the gospel, and, and we need the, the Evangelical Christian Church in the U.S. to partner with the church in Israel yeah. and, and, and to do ministry. Now, how many other nationalities or how many other religions are there in Israel? Is it, it Obviously, it's predominantly Jewish, but what is the second biggest religion in, um, in Israel? Well, it's it becomes a little bit more complicated than that because okay. when you talk about Israel, you talk about just proper Israel, or you talking about the territory. But but I would say probably Islam. Okay. But 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 again, I mean, you're talking out of the eight million people who live in Israel, six point four million are Jews. Okay. So really, it's a Jewish culture. It's yeah. It's a more of a Jewish country, if you will. The 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 national holidays are all Jewish holidays. You know. Now there's a tremendous so. amount of pressure not to become Christian among that group, like you dealt yeah. with, with that gentleman there. Mm-hmm. And so, and like my own story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So do you think, uh, but a lot of it has to do because it's an unreached people. Group. Is it because people so aren't hearing the loss. information? I mean, if people heard and saw what you heard and saw when you, when you were with Dinah, would they come to know Christ? Is it just because they're not hearing that, that a lot of them aren't? Well, I, I think it's, it's that because yeah. they're unreached, yeah. but also because there was a price to pay. Yeah. But one, one thing has to do with the other. If the culture itself would change, if there would be more and more believers, if there would be more and more Christians who would be around doing ministry, you know, if, if, if they would see more of it, then one would affect the other Absolutely. as well. So it's not an either or, it's a both end. Yeah. You know, but the bottom line is is that right now the church is failing because the church is traveling to Israel, mm. the church is in Israel, but the people are unreached. Mm. Even though Israel is a democracy, even though we have all the rights that nobody you guys has to have fear. Here. You don't, you don't right. have to fear about <laughs> your freedom of speech, your freedom of religion. It doesn't mean that you won't face persecution. Yeah. You will. You will get Orthodox Jews when you are on the streets doing evangelism who come who who curse at you, who yell at you. But you know, that's that's a very small price to pay compared to what Jesus went. Yeah. Yeah, we got to fly Joe out there and then uh, Joe and Stacy who go witnessing all the hey, time down here in San Diego. Let's do it. So. Let's do it. <laughs> awesome. You know, um, my guest today is Dan Sered with Jews for Jesus. He's doing an incredible thing. He has an incredible testimony. If you would like to support him, uh, they'd, they'd love to have your support, both through prayer and through finances. You can look him up, jewsforjesus.org. His email again is dan.sered, S-E-R-E-D. Um, at jewsforjesus.org my website is educateforlife.org you can get a recording of this message you can look it up on our YouTube channel Um, we're going to be back again next week I have an interview with Patty Height uh, who is out of Egypt ministry she was a lesbian for 36 years and met Christ through a miracle so uh, I hope you join us next week God bless you have a fantastic night and thank you so much Dan for being on the air hey Kevin thanks a lot for having me and keep up the good work okay God bless
Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email kevcon at educateforlife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at educateforlife.com. You will always be much more to me Every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right But that's all 